What's up? What's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today I have a special guest, a new friend, Jackie Duvall, joining us today. Let me tell you, this girl's courageous and bold, and she has a pure heart, and she's going to encourage all of us. Guys, I got fired up in this interview. I was like, I need to chill. I need to not preach. I need to not preach. So, hey, no matter where you're at in life, I think this episode is going to encourage you. It's going to help stoke the fire within you to keep going, to keep burning, and to keep loving Jesus and to be faithful. Can we be faithful when nobody's looking? Because I believe this beautiful millennial Jackie Duvall is doing just that. So I pray you're encouraged. We find value. Um, like, subscribe, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends. But today we're talking about being courageous, being in his presence and returning to our first love. That pretty much sums up this whole podcast and the purpose of it existing. So without further ado, let's hop on in here. And if you haven't purchased a copy of Holy Revolution yet that just came out, my book, go to jamielinwalna.com and get it for $10. Are you kidding me? $10, $10. Love you guys. What's up, Set Apart fam? I'm very excited about today's guest. And if you are joining for the first time, you are in for a treat. We got two millennials. Well, if I include myself, (laughs) coming in to share with you about living a life set apart. Why on earth today in modern day world do we have a, a podcast called Set Apart? Because guys, if we want to go transform every sphere of influence, we have to live a life set apart without compromise or we'll get caught up in the wave of culture instead of the word of God. So I want to encourage you guys to take a listen. I love my new friend, Jackie Duvall, is joining me today. I see her Facebook posts, and when I see them and read them, I see a woman who knows the word, and I see a woman who isn't afraid to speak up in a generation where I feel like a lot of us tiptoe around difficult subjects that come up. And so I was like, this isn't normal because I always interview people out of relationship, but I really want to get Jackie on my podcast and hear fresh um, saucy news from Jackie. And you know what I love is I said, I really would love for you to share about boldness, but what's on your heart. And she said, getting in the presence of God and returning to our first love. And I'm like, well, of course, that's why you're courageous and bold. So without further ado, Jackie, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. I love millennial. I'm clearly, I love our generation. I think that we're past hearing all the poopy mean things that people say about us. And I think that our generation is proving, that's not the right word, proving ourselves. I think that there's, there's Mm -hmm. something powerful rising up in our generation. I think I totally see that in you. And I see that in so many that I run with. And so thank you for your time today and sharing what God has done in your world and life to encourage this family online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I love your courage too. (laughs) Do what? I love your courage too. Thank you so much. You know, what's so interesting is everyone's courage looks different when they're being them. Like, like you have a courage that like inspires me and sometimes, and I I hope this, I'm pretty direct. It almost makes me go, like, would I have had the courage to say that? And the truth is no, but I'm glad you said it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you say things that, and so to even hear you say that, I'm like, you think I have courage? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so amazing to see the way that each person carries courage. So I hope that people are inspired by that. But will you tell us, please, uh, a little bit about yourself before we dive on in here? Yeah, well, um, I was raised in a Christian home. My parents 
Um, we're working for Sid Roth at Supernatural. Um, back in the, they started back in the late 80s, early 90s-ish. So my brother and I were homeschooled and got to just like travel um, to some of the TV shoots we would do. We lived back in, in South Georgia. And so we would have to travel to different studios. And um, so my brother and I just got to like pack our homeschool books with us and, and got to hear all the amazing stories of the things that God's done. And so now um, about 11 years ago, I started working for Sibroth myself and I'm doing um, some associate producing, some producing and uh, just really enjoying it. I love getting to hear um, testimonies and miracle stories pretty much every single weekday that I'm here. And um, it's just, it's been a blessing and uh, yeah, an honor. I love that. Well, you know, something that this reminds me of is um, when I was in Heidi Baker school in Mozambique, we sat through class for three months and mm -hmm. we heard from the craziest missionaries all over the world tell us like all these stories about how they almost died, but God. And it was during the time where ISIS was at like the height. Yeah. Oh, really starting really start. I mean, people were in fear about ISIS. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, which is amazing what media can do. But I remember leaving there genuinely being like, if you put me on the front lines to face ISIS, God, you know, I'll do it. And I knew I would because the testimonies were stirring up in me. So mm -hmm. maybe it's your normal, but are you able to like gauge what it's like to live a life where you're hearing testimonies all the time and what that's done to you? Or is it just your normal? Um, well, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've you know, heard all my life, but it definitely builds my faith, especially now as I get older. It's like when you're a child, you're, the relationship is just kind of based on your, your parents. And I still love the Lord, but as I'm getting older now, it's like it, it encourages me, builds my faith. So, so that, you know, like you hear about someone getting healed of cancer and then you're like, so-and-so gets cancer and you're like, it builds that faith. I'm not saying my faith is where I want it to be right now, but it has, it has um, built over time because of hearing about the goodness of God and how God's come through for so many people in their lives. And, and I just think um, that, that, that was like the key, you know, in the Old Testament, they would always remember all the things that God has done um, in their own lives and other people's lives. And that testimony is power. Um, it's a prophetic power to to bring and change to other people's lives. So I think uh, to remember all the goodness of God and testimonies is is uh, was transforming. Amen. I love it. Well, I I would love to know, like diving into this, um, and also I for everyone tuning in, your testimony. Nobody has your story, and you'd be so shocked mm -hmm. how many people if you got on social media, which I don't think everybody's called to social media. I really don't because I think it could take some people out. Let's be real. So right. go God calls you to go. But if you're getting on social media, don't be afraid to share your testimony. You have zero idea how many people you're impacting and will never hear from. Like, mm -hmm. so I just want to encourage, uh, that's for somebody listening and tuning in. Yeah. But, um, speaking of which you have a courage and a boldness. It really does inspire me. Like it makes me, I, I, I mean, this as a compliment. I really do. It almost makes me uncomfortable sometimes. And I'm like, I like, so admire her. Like she has a courage and honestly, part of it could be, that's not my lane in a way. You know what I mean? It's not like a comparison jealousy thing. It's like, wow, I feel empowered to be courageous when I see what you're posting. Where does that come from? Well, I think it, and, and I gotta be honest, sometimes I'm more courageous, like I'm behind the keyboard than I am to a person's face, <laughs> but. That said every but, single one of us always. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it, it does come from the being in the presence of God and understanding God has my back. And even if one, only one person 
likes whatever I write, you know, it doesn't matter because it's like if God told me to put it out there, God's going to use it to help to help someone, even if it helps one person. That's great. So I think, um, yeah, I think it just comes from knowing you're obedient to God. If God really told you, and I, I got to be honest too, I posted some things where God's like, delete that. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> many times actually. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, but when I, whenever I do something and, it, and I know the Lord told me to do it, it's like, you know, even if I know, well, some people might be offended by this. I know like God's going to use it to, to help some people. And I'm, I'm just doing what I'm, what I'm just obeying what God told me to do. And, um, but again, like knowing God has my, my back and, and, um, even if, even if some people don't like what I post, um, knowing he has my back, it's, it's just makes all the difference. So I love that because, um, especially with social media, our generation, I feel like was at the tail end of, um, like, okay, somebody 10 years younger than me struggles with something like they struggle with the liking and needing, like my success mm. comes from how many people like our posts, which I could be wrong. I, I'm not saying nobody in our generation battle this. And I'm talking about, you know, millennials who are probably in their thirties right now, which you're right there, right. Almost there. But I would say, you know, for me, it's been easy to not, I mean, there's been battles stepping into media where you're like, is my success measured by the number of followers or likes or views or comments? And you have to be real with God and get before him. But what I love about what you're saying, cause I think we can't reiterate that enough guys for you tuning in. Like when I post now, it's, it's out of sheer obedience and love for Jesus. I, it's not wondering what the other person on the other side is going to respond with, but it is about the love for the other person and hoping that it inspires them to respond to him, but not to me. And so I think that that's something that a lot of people are battling. So I guess, I hope this is okay. This is kind of off, but um, what I had mentioned with you, but what do you think it is? And maybe it just goes right back to what you said, because obeying God is everything. It's part of the great commission, teaching people to obey the word of God spoken and written. So how do you overcome caring what people think like practically for you did you ever care about the likes and all that did you ever battle that and if so how did you feel like you overcame that yeah and and every and and I definitely do still battle that sometimes but um but it definitely I overcome it like like you were saying too like by just knowing I'm I'm obeying God and um you know and I've had people um, you know, it's like they'll, they'll block you or they'll delete you because they're like, I don't like what you put that, you know, and so, and, and sometimes I have to, to go to God with that. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is really hard, you know, this, this, I care about this person, you know, and, yeah. um, but you have to just remember you're, you answer to God, you know, one day we'll stand before the Lord and we don't answer to those people, um, you know, and, um, yeah, so just remembering like that, that we, uh, answer to him only. Um, I think will help people overcome that. I love that. Yes, and amen. And thank you for your transparency about um, still battling with that because those temptations mm-hmm. do come up. For me too, they do. And it's, what are you going to do when the temptation comes? It's not sin to be tempted, but what do you do when, you know, are you going to give in or not? And so, because it could turn into sin. It's not always sin to care, but you know what I mean? Okay. Right. So let's talk about the presence of God. The presence of God is a real thing. And it is my normal to hear about it. I go to a church in Upper Room, Dallas, and our, our awesome. statement is um, the presence of God transforming lives or his presence transforming lives. And so I, that, is my, that is my normal now, but it's not normal language necessarily for everyone. 
So what does it mean for you to value the presence of God and practically, because I love practicals for people Mm -hmm. to walk away. What does that look like for everyone tuning in to get into his presence? Yeah, uh, practically, it looks different for me all the time. Um, Sometimes it means like putting on soaking music and just like lying in his presence because, you know, I was thinking the other day about the secret place and how um, when we get into our secret place of the Lord, sometimes we think about it as I'm just going to tell the Lord all my wants, all my needs, all my desires, and then I walk out and no relationship can ever um, thrive on that kind of thing. There's no intimacy there. It's just treating the Lord like he's a Santa Claus, telling him what I want, my wish list. And um, so I think like many of us just need to get into the presence, whether, you know, you turn on some worship music, soaking music, just instrumental, whatever it is, um, and just, um, you know, speak to him, but also allow him to speak back. Because I think sometimes we, we miss that. We think it's a monologue, you know, I, I'm just going to pray all these things and then I'm done. But it's a dialogue. And, I, and I've really uh, lately gotten more into that because I used to just do the whole thing of, all right, Lord, I'm pray for this, this, this. And now I have my prayer time and I can check it off the list. But um, now it's now sometimes I will um, journal um, my, what I want to write to the Lord. And um, this has helped me so much. And I'll, I'll write to him like one page, like a letter to him. And then I'll listen for what he's saying back to me and write that down. And um, sometimes I'll take communion in my room and just, you know, by myself, just me and the Lord. And when I remember everything he's done for me, um, not just in my life now, but what he did for me on the cross, what he went through for me, um, I begin to feel his presence because as you um, honor him, you know, the Bible says, as you know, acknowledge him in all your ways. And as we honor him and acknowledge what he's done for us um, throughout our lives and on the cross and everything he's done for us, uh, his presence comes in because he comes when he's honored. It's not that he's not always there. He's, he's always there with us, but um, he, you can feel his tangible presence just come into the room when you're honoring him. So as I say communion and I, and I thank him and I'm thankful for what he's done for me and I acknowledge what he's done for me and I remember where he's led me from and um, then uh, that's another thing that can usher in the presence of God as you, um, sometimes I'll take flat, you know, like, you know, those worship flags and just like dance around my room with those. And, um, and I'll just picture that I'm like right next to the throne, like, because we are seated in heavenly places. We're actually, you know, like we're there in heaven while we're also here on earth. And, and just to think like that, I'm actually in his presence. I'm right, I'm right by his throne and I'm worshiping. And that's another thing that just like, it helps me get my focus back on him and ushers in his presence. And, um, and I was just thinking the other day too, about how, uh, all throughout the old Testament, those who valued the presence of God, their lives were changed and transformed. You think of Moses, he, uh, valued the presence of God. He would go up to the mountain, you know, even when the children of Israel, they wouldn't go. They, they said it, they acted as if it was his job and God wanted all of them to encounter him, but Moses would encounter him and, and God gave him wisdom to lead uh, a nation of people. And, uh, David valued the presence of God and he wasn't afraid when he saw that big giant Goliath, you know, he didn't see him as a giant and he just saw him as an uncircumcised Philistine that was not in covenant with God. And, uh, and he was able to have the faith, uh, to slay that giant. And, um, and just like throughout the Bible, there's, you know, even Peter, you think about, uh, how he denied Jesus and, and just a few months later, it wasn't even a year, just a few months later, when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was able to preach and 3000 got saved, you know, just, and he got, he got that boldness and courage. So if people, if you're lacking right now, any of you listening to this right now, if you're lacking uh, courage, just get into the presence of God. It's going to 
change and transform your life. And there's so much um, fear and anxiety in, in, um, in the world right now. You think of, you know, just like the whole uh, election season, COVID, um, they're trying to talk about others like new, new uh, things, of new strands of COVID or whatever is out there. Just there's always something in the media. Turn off the media and um, just begin to get into the word and pray and um, maybe pray in the spirit. If you have your prayer language, just there's different things you can do just to get into God's presence. And as you do, he's going to totally uh, transform your life. He's going to transform how you look at things. I know in Hebrews 12, it talks about laying aside every weight and sin. Uh, it's interesting. It doesn't say, it, it says weight and sin. And uh, so the weight might not even be a sin. It's just, you know, fear, anxiety, whatever it is, lay it all aside. And as you do, then look to him. Uh, so many of us, we try to lay those things aside and we don't look to him. Like, we'll just, we'll try to lay those things down yeah. and then we'll end up going back to them. And so, so lay those things aside and then look to him. And he's going to give you that, the courage, he's going to give you the boldness and, uh, and he's just going to, uh, to help you throughout life. And he's going to give you the faith instead of the fear that the enemy is trying to bring. So the, the presence of God is, is the key to everything. Like I remember the other day I was feeling the presence of God so strong and I was like, man, if only every, like every American could feel this right now, our nation would be totally changed and transformed. Even if every Christian in America could feel this, I can't imagine how much the world would be turned upside down. I love that so much. Yes. And amen to everything you just said. And thank you for being such an amazing millennial woman of the word. I love it when people give context in the word. I think it's so important. Like it is not granted. I don't know that this even needs to be said, but maybe prophetically this is need, needing to be said right now, but the word of God is not for men to understand. It is something for women. It's for something, something for every child of God to understand so that when temptation comes from society or whatever sphere of influence we're in, we can understand that that's temptation and not the word of God, because it'll always sound close to it. And I think that that's the key as well. And I also want to point out these amazing men that you're talking about in history in the Old Testament, which I love the Old I love the word. I love the Old Testament. I, love the, I can't say I love the Old Testament without saying I love the New Testament. I love it all. Um, but those stories are so crazy because Jesus had not walked the earth yet. Right. And because they sought God, I'm like, ah! because they sought God, they had relationship with him. And I love what you said. Our relationship with God, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. And it's so true. I used to be so exhausted praying for myself, talking about myself. Like I just yeah. hit a point in life where I was like, okay, this, I have to, I, I began praying for other people. And that is also when my weight lifted, like the weight of the world, looking outward and recognizing I'm not the only one on planet earth, you know, and God is actually speaking to me and I can yeah. hear what he's saying. And so I love Moses came out with the tablets y'all and the 10 mm -hmm. commandments it, from the presence of God mm -hmm. and it transformed our lives forever. The 10 commandments have told, yeah. if you were a Christian, you have been transformed by Moses being in the secret place. And you today listening in by what Jackie is saying practically, you know, being alone with him in, in your room, dancing, worshiping, taking communion, listening, being obedient to his word can have I'm, I really believe that God is raising up men and women to have as powerful moments as the Ten Commandments. Do you know what I mean? With God out of the mm -hmm. presence, whether it's business, government, whatever it will be. Ending abortion. Oh, let's yes. go. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. I just, you got me worked up. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Jamie, 
roll back, roll back. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So how has God's presence transformed you specifically? Do you have any testimony you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, for me, I think it has made me bolder. Um, just to, yeah, to be honest, actually last year, um, I did my first Facebook live video, like where it was just me talking and I sat there for half an hour on my bed saying, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this because I'm actually a quieter person, believe it or not. But, um, so, um, and yeah, most people know me as shy and actually I feel like that's kind of part of my testimony. I've had, um, people, um, in my life, not, not family, but people like, uh, teachers or something. And they would say, oh, you're shy and you're quiet. And I would, um, I would say that about myself too. And other people would say that, like my peers would say that. And, um, and I believed that, you know, that I was shy and timid and quiet. And sometimes people would say, oh, wow, you're quiet. And I would say, you know, that's just because I have nothing to say. And it wasn't really true. I it just, I was too nervous to say what I wanted to say. And so um, that, so the, the, I think the presence of God has definitely helped me with that um, to just to be able to get bolder and be able to, to actually speak up and believe that that my words have do have value because I'm a child of God. And, and I want to speak to people right now that are listening and you believe that your words are, are not valuable. You believe that um, you have nothing worth saying. You some, some of you believe you have nothing worth contributing. And uh, the Lord wants to say to you right now that because you are his child and because he has called you, he has words for you to speak and just go ahead and, and in faith, speak those things. And uh, maybe go to that person that you're just too, uh, too, it's just hard to talk to them. And if God has a word for the, you to give to them and just step out in faith, do the little things. And that's, that's what I started doing. I started doing like little things here and there that started giving me more um, courage and boldness. And, um, and as you do that, as you step out in faith, the Lord's going to meet you there and he's going to, to increase your boldness, increase your courage, increase your faith. He's going to uh, give you words that will transform people's lives. And, um, but you have to, to believe what God says about you. So my, this, this culture today, they, they believe so many lies. They, they believe what um, the enemy is saying about them. And they think that those thoughts in their head is either themselves. They may even think it's God, but if it's, if it's saying condemning things about you, it's not God. If this conviction is God, of course he wants to bring us closer to him. But if it's, um, if it's words like you're not valuable, your, your, um, your opinion doesn't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. You don't have a voice. Uh, go, go back to the word and, and begin to read what the Lord's saying to you and, um, just get that word into your head. I had, I had this picture one day, it's kind of silly, but it's like, a, like God had showed me this picture of like taking a Bible and putting it over my head. And, um, as like, it's like a, and it's like a shield. So as you get more into the word, it's going to block those lies of the enemy that are trying to get to your mind. And it's going to just uh, totally transform your mind. You, you need to, we need to be to continue to renew our mind every day, especially because um, voices that of, of darkness have gotten louder and they will continue to in these last days, but we need to be able to, to we need to build ourselves up in the word and, um, and praying in the spirit. And um, so, so that's, that's what the presence of God has done for me. I know it'll do that for, for so many of you all that are watching that is going to uh, give you courage. It's going to give you peace. Um, if you're anxious, um, go into the presence of God. It's, he's going to bring you peace. He's going to uh, bring you joy. So many of you are um, feeling the spirit of grief. Uh, maybe you, your heart's been broken. God's going to give you uh, joy because it says um, in the word that, in, I think it's in Psalms, that in his presence is fullness of joy. And so his presence can transform every area of your life if you allow it to. 
I love that. Yes. And amen, Jackie, you're the real deal. I love it. That's not something somebody would just say that's something somebody lives. And, um, you know what I love something that I became really aware of this past year. So last year at the beginning of the year, when the election season was really loud, um, mm -hmm. are starting to get a lot louder. It's just so sad. I believe our generation is going to change the way that elections are in the sense of spirit. You know what I mean? Um, right. But I remember feeling like I have no room to talk because I'm not informed. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing people like with Turning Point USA or whatever it may be, all these people who were speaking up courageously about government right. that were Christians. And so I read the platforms and I began to dive in. And what I realized is the more informed I became, the more courageous I became. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the word of God. The more informed mm -hmm. I am of his word, the more courageous I become because I know his nature and I'm not questioning, I'm not double-minded, I'm not questioning whether this is okay or not to say, because I know what's in his word and I know what's on the platforms with government. And, and I'm still learning a lot with government and as a Christian right. and, and what that looks like and how much to speak up with, with the lane that God's put me in. And so I just want to be obedient, like you said earlier to him. So I, I love that. Cause to me, it reminds me the Holy spirit revealed to me, Jamie Lynn, the more informed you are, the more courageous you are. And that's exactly what I feel like you're saying about your own life. And it's encouraging, you know, the more informed you become about his word, the more, you know, he has your back, the more you feel courageous to speak up. So that's a word for someone And my heart's melting with all these things you're saying to people who are tuning in right now. Cause I know I, I can feel that you're pressing on the heartstrings of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned to me earlier about returning to our first love as a generation. So will you please share your heart in practical ways we can return to our first love? Because a lot of people may not know what that even means. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In Revelation, God talks to, um, I think it's the church of Ephesus. Um, and he says, you know, I, I've seen that you've shunned evil. So like they were, they were doing so many great things. They, they were doing things for the Lord. Um, but their um but they had they had left their first love and he says come back to the heights that you've uh, fallen from and um and I just think that 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 is such a word for the church right now we we have um we maybe we've been doing ministry or we uh even staying away from evil things which is all these are all great things but we we don't get into the presence of God and as we get into his presence um and as we experience his love for us and then love him back is that's coming back to our first love. Uh, first love is um, you see a prayer as talking to your best friend when you're in first love or worship is just a, a way to just like, just to reach the father. And, it, and it's like, these things aren't are not even work anymore when you're in first love. And, um, and it's just like, it's kind of like when someone's like first dating someone and they're just like, you're like, oh, and all the person and that that's how God wants us to feel about him and I think so many have uh, felt that way when they first got saved you know God wants us to return back to the joy of our salvation that you know we felt like uh, life became new to them and he wants us to, to feel that way about him again where uh, we, we wake up thinking about him go to bed thinking about him it's not not religious like I have to do this but it's it's this you know I'm just I'm just in awe of you I'm in awe of what you've done for me you know if I I, I know when I've, when I feel like I've left my first love and I, um, for me, what I do is like, I talk about tell that I take communion. Well, when I, when I take communion or I meditate on the cross and what Jesus did, that makes it a lot easier to return back to my first love. Cause I'm like, wow, how could you, how, how could you have done that for me? You know? And, um, so I think those are like 
some practical things. And the Lord was showing me the story of, um, of Mary. You know, there's different, there are different things about Mary um, in the Bible. And, and one of the stories is, you know, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus um, while Martha is busy um, doing the serving. And um, both, both were serving. Mary was serving the heart of Jesus and Martha thought that the Lord, you know, wanted food and, and, but what the Lord wanted at that moment, not that the other service was bad, but what he wanted at the moment was someone who would sit and listen to him. And, and so Mary had um, eye contact with Jesus. I think, I think, you know, in Luke 10, I'm pretty sure there was like a party going on. So there are other people there, but the only one that mattered to Mary at that moment was Jesus. He was, he was in her house and she, uh, and she made a place for him. She just sat at his feet and looked at him, and then she also listened to him, and um, I go back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, there's so many voices that you can be listening to, and, but we should be just listening to him, to his voice, and so she just, she sat there, just, um, you know, her, she gave him eye contact, she listened to only his voice, she, uh, and then the other story about, you know, where she pours the oil on the head of Jesus, um, she had been saving, you know, a year's worth of wages to buy that oil. I mean, it was a year's worth of wages. So she had been preparing for when the Lord was going to come back to her hometown. And so, and so like, the Lord was showing me about how, like, we need to be preparing for when the, the Lord returns back, uh, in the second coming, we should be spending time with him, getting, cultivating the oil, the, that the five wise virgins in that, in that story had. And so she was, she was storing up, you know, like the oil for the Lord and, um, and she, and she, and he was worth everything to her. And so she poured it all out on Jesus. And she also did not allow um, other people's opinions of her worship to the Lord stop her from doing that. I mean, she, people will have these opinions of, oh, such a waste. But when you're in love with the Lord, some people are going to tell you that what you're doing is a waste. You know, you, you might be pouring all your heart out to the Lord, giving him everything. And to, to those who are not in first love, they're going to start feeling um, a conviction um, and they're going to be like, well, it's a waste, but you can't allow those opinions to matter because all that matters is the Lord's opinion and, and, um, and the Lord is worth pouring out all, all of our life for. And, um, but he already did it first. Like he, he gave his life already first. And um, our worship is just giving it back to him what he gave to us. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what first love is to me, just making him a priority um ministry becomes so much easier when when you make him a priority first when you minister to his heart that's what that's what david did when he was um you know in, out in the field he was ministering to the heart of jesus and when we minister to the heart of jesus when we, when we receive, receive his love and give it back to him it's also easier to love other people um you know if you're if you're like me sometimes you can you know get offended by other people and it's hard to love them you know and uh, get into his presence because when you understand how much he loves you, it's going to be much easier to love other people. And so, um, so first love, um, when you make him a priority, uh, everything else in your life will fall into place. You know, like Mo Moses made God's presence a priority, um, even above the promised land. He'd rather be in the wilderness with God's presence than in the promised land with just an angel. And so as you make God's presence a priority, he, he will bring those promises to pass. But um, but he, uh, but if you make it his presence a priority, uh, he, he's just going to, uh, transform every part of your life, but it has to all be about him even more than the promises for our life. I think that's, that's like, um, you've said, so, there's so many golden nuggets. I'm like, I feel like somebody's going to go back and re-listen to this and take notes because you're in your car right now. And you're like, I wish I had my notepad because I, I think 
you hit the nail on the head. First of all, ministry is ministering to the heart of Jesus. It's not mm-hmm. gaining followers and status and hoping you can sell more copies of your book. It is truly teaching people to minister to his heart because that's where his presence is. When you're, like you said, when you begin to honor and minister to him, his presence comes and transforms every part of your life. And I've tried, you know, I've tried the whole self thing, you know, and I know with my personality and the skill set God gave me, I could have built a huge platform for myself, but I can't because I want to build something for people to look at him and Mm -hmm. get him. And so I want to encourage those who have big dreams and big goals, because you all should, God is huge and he loves your dreams. Are they going to draw people to the man, Jesus? Because you'd be shocked how many creative, different, unique things you can do on earth that will disciple people to knowing him, no matter what sphere you're in. I just feel so moved by, by you, girlfriend. That's amazing. Okay. So last question, um, kind of, if you could leave our audience with something real about living a life set apart, what would you leave them with? Uh, uh, yeah just um just just re- return to your first love just uh begin to just start by um I mean some of, some of you think okay I don't have so much time to spend with the Lord and I would just say you know maybe if you have like 10 to 15 minutes when you first wake up or when you um right before you go to, to sleep or throughout the day just uh get your eyes focused back on him um, you don't have to pray this big lengthy prayer because again, you know, prayer is is both of you talking. And so um, I would, you know, just begin to just give him a little bit of time every day. And as you do, it's like it, you're, it's going to be addicting. It, his presence is very addicting. And um, the, the things of the world, um, <clears throat> the ways of the world um, and the systems of the world are not going to uh, get your focus as much because as you become addicted to his presence, it's going to be so much easier to be set apart. So many of us try to live in righteousness and holiness in our own strength, and we can't. And um, so as you make his presence a priority, he's going to give you the ability and the grace to say no to sin, to uh, say no to unrighteousness, to say, uh, to, to, to get those negative thoughts away, to uh, combat those things with the word, like, just like Jesus did to the enemy whenever he tried to, to tempt him. He would uh, come back at him with the word. So um, I would even say, if you have um, a barrage of negative thoughts or you begin to get tempted, begin to quote the word. Um, it's important to, to actually say it out loud. Um, reading it is great too, and also listening to it um, in audio form. But but when you speak it and you hear your own voice saying the word, um, just it's just so powerful. So I, I would just say, you know, just spend a little time with the Lord, quote the word. Um, you know, pray in the spirit again, if you have your prayer language, uh, soak in his presence. And as you do those things, it's going to be so much easier to be uh, set apart for the Lord. You're going to actually want to be set apart for the Lord because you're going to fall in love with him so much. Amen. There was a really loud car driving by when you started talking. I had to mute my mic. That's so good, Jackie. Amen. I and so grateful for you. Here's the thing, guys. If you're trying to join these three-step programs or these 12-point overcoming moments, I'm telling you what Jackie is sharing with you is what you need. It's so simple that we can complicate it. It's his presence. It's returning to him. And it's so found in his the discipline of his word. Guys, after I finished writing, this is just real. After I finished writing, uh, I had a book come out in May called Holy Revolution. Or it's still called Holy Revolution. <laughs> but um, I, I got tested. It's like, are you, Jamie Lynn, going to live what you wrote in these pages? And guess mm-hmm. what? 
because of the seasons of infusing my heart with the word and all of this, I was able to look at the temptation and say, I am in covenant with God and I'm committed to holiness. So yes, I am. That's not to say it wasn't hard and frustrating because all of these tempting new things of being an author came in. And I'm telling you guys, as you get promoted, because you're to, you're to go from glory to glory, promotion to promotion, different season to different season, whatever it may be, new temptations come in new territory. But when you follow what Jackie has shared with us in this podcast, when the temptations come, you're able to look at them and say, you're a temptation and you don't sound appealing to me at all. Go. <laughs> and you can keep choosing God. So these, these moments of storing up, that's the oil. It's when mm -hmm. the shaking comes, when the temptation comes, when the world is telling you one thing or culture is telling you another, you have so much oil in your lamp. You have so much affection for Jesus. You can't, it's not even appealing. It doesn't even feel like a temptation. It feels disturbing that it would even come up as a thought in any capacity. So Sorry to preach at the end, but I am so encouraged by you. This is what you did to me, Jackie. I love it. You're, you're a well of wisdom and love. And I agree with everything you just shared. So thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you or follow you? Um, so I have a, a, a regular Facebook page, Jackie Duvall. Um, and then I have um, a, another page that it doesn't have my name on it, but it's called Spiritual Coffee for Your Morning. So every morning I'll just post like um, just a little, either a scripture or um, just a word, word from God for the day. I love it. Spiritual coffee for your morning Facebook page. See, I don't know that I'm following that. So I need to go follow that. I love that you're doing it. Um, I'm gonna go do that. Okay. Awesome. Before we leave, will you please uh, pray for all of us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lord, I just thank you for each person that is uh, watching right now. Um, everyone is just in a, a different place right now with you, but I thank you, Lord, that they're going to, that they, they've heard that you are drawing them uh, to yourself. You're wooing their hearts, Lord. You're not, you're not one that, um, that just, uh, that smacks us or says, hey, you better get in line, but you're one that, that draws us to yourself and, um, and makes us look more like you. Um, and you do that through your grace. You do that through your presence. And so I thank you, Lord, for, for each person that, that they will begin to uh, seek out your presence. That there'll be one like Moses, like uh, one like uh, David, uh, like Mary, who will uh, make a place um, in their homes for your presence. That your presence will transform their homes, their their children, um, their their marriages, their families, um, their workplaces, their schools, uh, the government, just what, whatever whatever they're involved in. I just thank you, Lord, that your presence. Um, will go always go with them and and uh, transform everywhere they walk. But I thank you, Lord, that they will first cultivate this in the secret place. They will begin to want to know your heart more. That uh, they will uh, spend time with you in prayer. That prayer will become an exciting time. It's not um, it's it's just it's not a boring thing, but it's going to become a vibrant relationship. You've called us to uh, intimacy and relationship and fellowship with you. You've called us to dine with you to to just hear your voice. Uh, you called us to, uh, to um, dream dreams and have visions of things that you're, you're calling us to. And so I thank you, Lord, just for encountering each person where they're at, that they will feel um, the boldness and the courage, especially for this um, younger generation. I thank you, Lord, that they will feel the courage and boldness to stand up for truth and righteousness um, in the love of God. I thank you, Lord, that they will not allow the lies of the enemy to penetrate their minds anymore, but they will be 
uh, transformed by your word, by your presence, and they will allow that um, that um, those opinions of that that you have of them to matter more than opinions of other people around them. That they will not listen to the lies of the enemy anymore. They'll combat it with the word of God. That they will not um, give in to temptation anymore. Instead, they will quote quote the word. I thank you for helping them to to daily walk in the spirit. That it won't be um, a formula, but it will just be whatever you call them to do that day. That the, it'll become adventurous. It'll become a, an amazing adventure with you, uh, an amazing relationship. I just thank you, Lord, for each person right now. If they're sick, I thank you, Lord, for bringing healing. If they need deliverance, I thank you for delivering them. Whatever it is they need, if they're dealing with fear, I thank you, Lord, for giving them uh, your joy and your faith. I thank you, Lord, for uh, healing broken hearts. I just thank you, Lord, whatever it is they need, um, they can find in, in your presence. And I thank you, Lord, that they will return back to their first love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I am. I feel like this, I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm almost like my insides are smiling. Like I just feel like so much joy coming out of me from listening to you and your love for him. It's so genuine and real. And thank you for being bold and courageous. Thank you for, uh, you really do inspire me, Jackie. And I, you really do. And that's why I should be on here. And I'm, I love hearing the root of why you're able to do what you do. So thanks for the authenticity. Guys, go give her a follow um, on the Facebook page, which I'll tag below on the YouTube video. And then also, if you guys find value in this podcast, please go subscribe, leave a written review, share it with people, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and then also the Next America is about to launch a good, and we're gonna disciple, we're gonna disciple America in every sphere of influence. And that's the focus. So if you're wanting to know what on earth it looks like to back up the word and being in government as a Christian, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about pro-life matters, ending sex trafficking. We're gonna talk about what, on earth is happening with our education system and curriculum and how we can be the difference. So we're going to talk about it all. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel to stay connected. Jamie Lynn Wellnow. Love you guys so much. Thank you, Jackie, for your time. Appreciate you. you. Okay. Bye. Bye.